Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of Coney Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex, first-time guest. Happy to have you here. And to my return listeners, thanks for joining me. On this bite-sized show, I talk a bit about Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player I consider the odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. The North London Derby isn't a game that needs any build-up or hype. We just know that. We just circle it on the calendar because we know Arsenal fans just know what it is and what the game is all about. For this game, was the day playing Spurs at the Emirates? Well, let's just say we didn't click well as we should have. The draw at home was, wasn't as a result of hard-fought win, no, but one of those painful misfortunes. Gosh, it just ruined the end of the weekend for me, but... We have a lot more things to be praying and wishing for, I tell you. And that's the injuries piling up versus the amount of days in between to reset for the next game, next competition, making sure like the players are fit and just trying to keep everyone at least injury-free. This game playing against Spurs was different because this is a new coach. They have a new sense of belief, you know, the excitement going going in to this game. It's a new system, and there's a bit of awareness with how Arsenal was going to play them. But I'm sure Ateta didn't think this way, and if he did, wasn't swayed by it on his plan, because we just know that he's a master tactician, but the way he plans, he does accordingly. Although, missing Trossard and Martinelli wasn't ideal, and it definitely did change things for us. So, start of the game, lots of adrenaline. As we know, Arsenal programmed to press Tottenham, And they did that effectively with just a few escapers. I mean, to me, I think that was another way to force their hand to see how they intended to attack, which they did. And so it was showing us that it was Madison to Brennan Johnson and to Song. And we had our chaos master in Jesus just starting things off, getting involved on the left. He did really well, although we started getting knocked around, start, stop, Saka being the most you know, casualty of getting nicked around and bumped. So it's, again, this same concern of these injuries that are really creeping up. Like, that stopped him from dominating. We got our first chance. Jesus just striking the ball from the Saka's cross to the bar. Well, it was really tight anyway, but that was a very good chance. Then Nketiah had a very good opening from a back pass, but that was another tight angle. So, you know, this was just a good way to really build on that pressure, which we did. The tussles and the fouls just started to crank up. That's usual in this kind of um, game that we expect. Ball, The ball moving between each half, so it was really alive, very energetic. The, the players on both sides really up for it. And um, But Arsenal, we did a better job of nicking the ball and intercepting. Our first goal, which was an own goal, was from a quick transition and... I think this this involved Zinchenko finding Odegaard for Saka to just do the rest. And that was just a good lift for the crowd. That was exactly what we needed with the amount of pressure that we had put on. And Arsenal's feet got lighter. Moving the ball with speed, Vieira to J- the Vieira to Jesus connection were really, you know, good close chances. Then Jesus had a very massive chance in the box. Oh, 
what could have been only if i mean it was a very interesting chance that he had and i'm not sure the nerves the just so many things and i just can't put myself in that position but or would have been if he scored so arsenal stayed on the intensity pressing intercepting but spurs got their own chance the first strike by Johnson was denied a huge save by Raya. Man, he was just, he was amazing. But just seeing how much he was responsive, the defense were there to kind of help close things out. But the, the scary moments weren't going away. We did everything well, but collectively dropped in the control department. I think that was now becoming a theme. That's how they were able to equalize because we hadn't really gotten settled and cleared the ball to really regain our composure in the back. All of a sudden, it felt like an even game. It was an even, even game. Although it was still advantage Arsenal. We weren't clinical in the box. Like, we always continue to be deficient in that area. But that quickly got us to keep fighting. And more so into the end of the first half. Second half, unwelcome change. Rice had to be taken off. And that was that he was the anchor to our defense. Then we got a gift of a penalty and... Who to stand firm? Saka on the spot handling business. I mean, that was ice cold. I, with the whole tension leading up to that moment, Saka just gave us that lift and he was a very good. He gave us that lead and we just couldn't enjoy the celebration enough following the mistake equalizer again. This one hurt. I mean, it hurt. I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge this, but the home crowd lifted all our spirits, even us watching, the players, the fans, and Jorginho, well done for tr throwing your support the right way. I know this isn't the first time you've done this, but shout out for responding the right way. I mean, that's exactly what we need. And for not allowing that mistake take away your excitement, that was pretty awesome. But I, well, I, I know so from this, I'm pretty sure that this will be paid back in kind as the season will go along and the players will know that they have to fight just as hard to reward the fans for doing what they always do, which is support. Arsenal pick, picking themselves up. They lost the level of composure. We needed to take the game back, and we just tried to do that as much as we wanted. I would say we let Tottenham back in the game. That's just how I can say it, even though you know, credit to them and how they played. They did fight, and um, for some reason, we just got out we were somewhat disconnected you know Jorginho was not in his quick feet awareness to keep the tempo up also it looked like we were a lot more open to be exploited when we pressed and it just didn't look like our usual self in the first half so getting towards the dangerous minutes in the game we had to count on the impact players like Reese and Harvest to show up we struggled to gain back the threat we had earlier although that didn't stop the fight we had good moments turned into corners and making sure that the game was in front of us we kept probing and probing for one final chance and that was the way the story ended salty results for us but we just we had to keep our head up so getting on to my top three players in the game first player Saka fire on his feet he was unstoppable and was really up for this game he created the first goal in that ice cold penalty finish what a star I mean he needs some rest and some cover immediately because I don't think we can run our log this much because he just needs to recover and get himself back to 
full strength with all the sniggles he gets around his joints. Second player Zinchenko, he was really involved in the middle like he usually does. He helped disrupt any sort of build up on the right. And it wasn't an easy task to really keep Kozlewski away and or keep him a bit quiet, which he did, but he managed to do that and not and not get too too frazzled on that on that position. And he also in turn got the ball to Odegaard and Jesus and Rice situations. He was cleaning up with very good passes and had his eye up on anyone jumping on him like he has been a casualty in the past when they're trying to pick his pocket. So that was good of him. Third and final player, Saliba, very comfortable in isolation, did a lot of that. He was a, a baller in this game, cleaning up bad passes and was really the last line of defense in very tough situations. He showed the world why he is one of the top defenders, but he played to another level. Defending and reacting instinctively when danger started picking up. I enjoyed the way he really, you know, defended and played this game. I think he was really excited for it. The odd one today, it, it was quite, I had a number of players, but I just had, because I have to pick one, you know, it, it just had to be Eddie for me. He was not sharp, goal threat wise. Perhaps he didn't get the best service, but in certain chances, he lost control of the ball. I wish he held on better. Still love him, though. He's such a great player. It just was not the usual Eddie that we see in these kinds of tough games because some way, somehow, he he, could, he would contribute in front, of, in front of goal. He was not short and lacking of trying and other things, but just how he looked in the game, it's just worth mentioning. And also, Odegaard, he just did not look any... He looked a shadow of himself, not looking his best. It just... He didn't get as much touches. He got involved, but not the way we know Odegaard usually does. And for a game like this, we know the captain will step up. He pressed, he did everything, but when it comes to the ball in that box, the kinds of danger that he can actually possess and do, it just didn't show up. And I, I really just, you know, feel like it was worth mentioning. And here's a question I'm thinking at the moment. While we have competition in most positions in the team, do we really have one that pushes Odegaard? I know it's between him and Emil, but there's just that thought of what's the kind of competition that that is out there or in the squad that pushes Odegaard? Yeah, I know he's self-driven like all the players, but since we've created this kind of you know level of competition at all spots, what and who is it for Odegaard? Just the question I'm asking, not stirring up anything. It's just... Something that I just, you know, got me thinking here. Folks, there's a lot the team will learn, especially following a heavy game from Champions League excitement. Good news, we did not lose this game. And that's nothing compared to if we lost it at home. So we move on and that's how we can build from it. More importantly, we just have to hope and pray that our players that are injured you know, can recover in time for all these other critical games because the next two games, I tell you, they are really good. They're going to be really hard. So, you know, fingers crossed we can, you know, bounce back. And I know this team is really resilient for that. And with that, folks, I'll leave it here for now for this bite-sized episode. Don't forget to check out conlytalk.com for new blogs that will be coming out shortly. Until then, talk to you all later. Take care.